Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So, Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia-style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Film Vault. That's Anders, and I'm Brian Bishop, our host for today. Going to bring you, oh, of course, the big, fast, sexy, fast X. I thought you were going to say still. That's also sexy. We'll bring that to you, too. Still, a Michael J. Fox move. They ran down. I just wrote down still. Well, that's that was a foolish. mistake on that your part. That's foolish. Yeah. Foolish. Uh, also, a listener-assigned film by Matt Rixner, uh-huh. A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. All right. It's true. That's what he assigned. I'm very eager to talk to you about that one. Mouthful. To see, see how you like A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night movie that I've been wanting to see since 2014. And here we are. Here we are. We both have seen it. We're both going to have a conversation about it. Let's Indeed, talk. That's Let's how the talk show about works. It. But first, you and Avery are going to talk uh, a bunch about a movie that I did not see that I, don't, I, I don't, banned. Don't rush banned it. it. Don't rush it. I banned it, Brian. I feel okay with it. Your microphone is terrible. Is it terrible? Is it not? It's just. It's just. It's just very low. So is it very low? Yeah, what do we do with this program? Yeah. Well, Why did we not do a mic check before the program? I did. Was on the level. All right. That was all good to me? All right. Hey. This I'm, is better? We I'm relaxed. I'm going to calm down. All right, here we go. Yeah, so if you'd seen okay? Fast X, you'd be in a much dumber, more docile <laughs> <more laughs> state. What happened, uh, Avery? One of, the, one of the reasons why we're, uh, we're, we're scrambling over here. Uh, I blew it. I took uh, took on too much, flew too close to the sun. He there. I do comedy and podcasting on one day. I am incapable of both because Fast X lobotomized me. Take it, for, take it from way. us. Never try and do comedy and podcasting. No, I was going to say, yeah, Brian's been trying this uh, for, yeah. for 15 plus years. And it's, it's not, not working. Yet, not has been successful. I don't I, think anyone's mastered that. I hit the uh, dub, double whammy. I saw Fast X at the Grove. So mm-hmm. I think I lost an extra amount of, uh, of a brain, brain power. Oh, so, seeing at the Grove makes yes, you dumber? I think so. Uh, so I have... No computer, okay, and I have uh, no ability to run the program, so mm. it'll all be done in post. Okay. So if it sounds better or worse, that's the reason. Well, I, we better hit our post if you're putting yeah. the music in, in after, yeah. afterwards. Oh, so I'm still going to make Brian miss the post. Okay, oh, cool. Brilliant. That would feel more realistic. So let's do what we do, which is the uh, fan fiction. The fan fiction. Oh, wait. You know what? I got some stuff on the top real quick. Um, the wife. The wife is asking for uh, my help, which is... It's not that rare, but she rarely like has me uh, try and get her help through our through our audience through okay. the program. Other than Addie's Antiques, but I put a whole lot of work into that sure. as well. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a joint venture. It's a family passion sure. project. That's right. But no, she's a collector of uh, you know the old uh, Pyrex, as it were. Mid century modern kitchen is her jam. Right. She's obsessed with it, and uh, she completes set. It's sets and it's it's uh, it's Pokemon for sure. growing 
women most of the time. There's a lot of men that are out there that are into it as well. I'm one of them. I like it. I don't yeah. like it. Like she likes it. Anyways, long story short, if you live by or in Blairsville, Pennsylvania, and yeah. you would like to help us out a little bit. And <laughs> this is get a, a deep pull. I know. I told her, I said, I'll throw it out there. I'm not doing this all the time, but there's that one piece that she's obsessed with. Catches, it's an auction, and you have to pick it up in person. So she, the white know, whale. You get a finder's Wait, fee. Wait, does she already win it? No, it's not until like May 31st, so we got a little bit of runway. But yeah, if you live in Blairsville, Pennsylvania, would you and, and you and you don't hate me, would you shoot me an email? Uh, Anderson, that's a tough. I know, I know. Anderson, very narrow pool. It's an hour outside of Pittsburgh. I, it's nothing like I'm looking for people who are willing to drive an hour to Blairsville. But if you live within you know 10, 15 Come minutes, on, any Pens fans out there, help Andy out. Blairsville, Pennsylvania, uh, for the end of the month. Pick up. I think pickup is the thirty first or something. I'll give you more details if we actually get there. But if uh, you're in Torrance or Blackleck or Coral or oh, Grayston. Any of those cities, any of the neighboring towns. I feel like they probably know already if they are in those towns. You know, so what, like, the, what if they don't know uh, Blairsville? And they're like, wait, that's just right down the street. But they live in Blairsville? They're near Blairsville. Burl, perhaps. Just like like if you, they don't, just New like Alexandria. You know that you're near Santa Clarita. They that's would right. know that they're near. Like if they don't know the information you're giving them, I don't know if they're qualified to pick up a piece of glass. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't a, think I would make it from the house to the good. car. All right. Do I tape it to the hood? So there'd be like a, a finder's fee, and then uh, we would we would help you like get it shipped to us as, as well. Obviously, like find a place that you don't even, you hopefully you won't even have to ship it. We'd find you a place where you can say, "Hey, will you pack this for me?" And then we pay you the money to. So, all right, there. Listen up, Residence Boulevard, or little, possibly even Robinson. Do we get a little cameo from Jillian? Oh, you know what? I should have made her. Just I should have said, "Yeah." Second video to. Even if you're in Clyde. Okay, Brian. <laughs> No Western Pennsylvania uh, shout-outs. All right, let's, let's move on with the program. All right. Don't maybe go to Latrobe. Oh, Latrobe is pretty goddamn sweet. I hear about Latrobe all the time in the, uh, the, the, the Pittsburgh sports podcast That's that right, I listen lost, to. A lot lost. of Latrobe talk. All right. A lot of Latrobe. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I listen to DK uh, Sports uh, daily. I listen to his daily take on that. He does five days a week. This guy does like 10 to 20 minutes on but the Pittsburgh why Latrobe? Is there a minor league franchise I there? I think there's some kind of training facility. Oh, okay. Up. It's maybe, fun to maybe, say. I think it's maybe where the Steelers do. I don't know. I don't listen to the Steelers one, but I hear a lot about Triple All right, let's, uh, I'm sorry. Way too much about non-movie stuff. Let's go, guys. I feel like that was just enough. <laughs> Fan fiction. Here we go. Compiled by the Mitch Burns. Brian Raleigh on Facebook, Fast X. Great to see the series get back to hyper-realistic physics and well-written dialogue. I had to check and make sure I didn't accidentally walk into a screening of Oppenheimer. <laughs> Five stars. That's interesting. I felt the opposite, but I guess we'll talk about smart. That. Another smart Brian. David J on Reddit. Fast X. Better than the previous installment, but overall, it's only moderately entertaining action porn at this point. Uh, and I kind of thought Jason Momoa hamming it up was kind of annoying. Devs. Not the TV vault, but Avery was right. Alex Garland's series is really, really great. Do you want to guess the uh, fast XFVT score? Yes. Got to be two-thirds, 66%. Two-thirds in favor of. I'm, I'm saying sub-50, like 40-ish. 92%. Oh. Come on, guys. <laughs> 92%. <laughs> Just when I think our audience is like <laughs> tipped a good. Can that be the gambling mm -hmm. for this week? Well, it's too late. Oh. Oh, yeah, I see why you want that. Yeah, that makes sense. Joseph Bridges on Twitter. I don't think a movie could be any more Anderson than X Drummer from 2007. Too tight. Constantly both disgusting and hilarious while having a very interesting filmmaking. I don't like disgusting, guys. Come on. You turn the corner on poo-poo humor. No, That's I right. have not. You've embraced it. <laughs> Try it. <laughs> I still can't. At Big Dweeb. Big D Dweeb. No, Big Dweeb. 
On Twitter, Master Gardener. There was something there, but didn't quite do it for me. Blackberry. They made a phone, and I never had or wanted uh, into a compelling story. Fun. Constant. Uh, the, 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 what's the, which, which Gardener one is that? Master Gardener. Master Gardener. It's the Paul Schrader, uh, the latest Paul Schrader okay. uh, movie. It completes the trilogy, the, co- the card counter and first, uh, first oh, Reformed. Sure, sure. I love First Reformed. Or did I hate it? That last that last scene was kind of like, uh, what are we doing here? But I'm trying to remember. Card counter was like, okay, so so maybe he forgot how to make movies? Not a lot of card counting, ironically. My yeah. buddy watched that on a plane because he thought it was about poker. Very yeah, disappointed. I, I was so excited. There was some poker in there. There was some. Not nearly <laughs> Not enough. enough. But he deserved it because he's also the Ben Affleck guy. Oh, that's right. So he deserves no, he, it. He gets what he, yeah, he, he deserves. reaps what he sows. The Starling Girl. Great performance from Eliza Scanlon. All right. Trial member on Reddit targets fuck to the yes. What an experience. Such an insane fucked up movie. The absolute lack of motive makes the violence so much more disturbing. That's targets from 1968. We're talking about there. Just to keep it right. It's not a new uh, movie that's in theaters (laughs) now. It's uh, I don't know if it's in theaters anywhere. No, I don't. I, yeah, you know what it's called? It's a cult movie. I could see it being in theaters now and again, but... Uh, is First Reform the one where Ethan Hawke flogs himself? Well, kind of careful, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah there is well, some of that. There is okay. some of that. Unpleasant. Bit of a reveal. Unpleasant. Might be a little bit more than flogging, but yes, it's, he, he writes to himself quite... There's a lot to like in that uh, First Reformed. About a tortured pr- uh, a drinking uh, priest over there, That's Ethan right. Hawke. Paul Schrader. He writes dark shit. Indeed, almost exclusively. Almost exclusively. Well, I would say entirely exclusively. Unless you find it hilarious to watch Willem Dafoe and uh, what's his name from, from The Soup? What's the guy's name? Mikhail? Uh No, the guy that before him. Who? John Anderson? No. Hal Sparks? No, before. Before, like the Kinnear. original. Kinnear. Kinnear. Greg Kinnear. Hal Sparks. Sparks. <laughs> uh, you remember that scene in uh, Autofocus where the two of them were sitting next to each other just kind of casually watching porn because they're like sex addicts? So casually watching porn, talking about like they're catching up. While they're just wanking it, it was uh, so uncomfortable to watch. That sounds troubling. Imagine getting to that level. You where find that uncomfortable? Yes, Brian. Our watch along is coming up this week. Our watch along is <laughs> coming up. Which? Tanya Roberts <laughs> is in the Beastmaster. True. <laughs> I see where you're going, and I don't like it at all. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> He's going to wait till the baby in the fire scene. Oh, that's right. But we could do it here, though, because we're not doing it in my house anymore. That's right. So, so my wife and child won't wander in because the house is going to be clear. Yeah, I told Christy that, uh, you know, she's like, can Tessa watch? I'm like, well, it is PG, <laughs> but I wouldn't recommend <laughs> no, it. No, she, she should not. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, let's get to it. Uh, why don't you guys get to it? I'm going to turn the camera on you, Avery, because I'm not part of this. Have you not seen Fast X? I'm not seeing it. No, I... I'm, I don't need to. Your heart's not filled with joy. You're really hurting the show. Am I hurting the show, though? Like, I can't story. figure it out because I get a lot of shit for watching movies like this and then just being, like, annoyed and, and pointing out all the obvious things that are wrong with them. <laughs> and then I get uh, people that are very equally upset with me for not watching it and being enraged because they enjoy that. So I don't, I'm just going to tap out and let Avery do it. Avery, do you have notes on this movie or, or thoughts for Oh, I, I have thoughts. Oh, boy. Fast X is in theaters now. It's a 2023 film directed by Louis Leterrier. Louis Leterrier, uh, starring Vin Diesel, Jason Momoa, Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese Gibson, Ludacris, John Cena, mm, yeah, is that Tyrese Gibson? Uh, Natalie Manuel, uh, Song, Song Kang, Song Kang, he plays as um, Han, uh, Jordan Brewster, Brie Larson, Charlize Theron, and Helen Mirren are in this. Fifty-three <laughs> percent. What a what a cast. <laughs> 53% on Rotten Tomatoes. You can see this in theaters now. 
I recommend it highly. Uh, the, uh, the, the word family is uttered 17 times. Is it? Did I you count? Keep, I was keeping a track. I was, I was wondering that as I saw it. It was very backloaded. Like, there wasn't a lot of family up through like Act 2, but Act 3, a lot of family. Heavily front-loaded with the family. Although, um, uh, Dominic Toretto, who you might suspect, only utters it twice. That is surprising. That is surprising. You would imagine that he would lead the charge on that. What was your experience seeing the film? Is he had opening day? I saw it yesterday. So I saw oh, it geez. Sunday. How like did you Sunday matinee. I know. Sunday matinee. Okay. Because I had to wait until everybody was available. Gotcha. Because the whole crew wanted to see the uh, Fast X. It's, it's required viewing. Under, I totally understand. Required viewing. Now, you've seen all the Fast films. I've seen all of them. I call them films. Yep. And, uh, okay, so how does this one stack up? Where does this fall in the hierarchy? I think this one was better than nine. I agree. Eight is terrible. Eight, eight is nine quite were, towards were, the were bottom. A, a bit of a crater. Yeah. In eight, this series. I think eight and two are bordering on unwatchable. I don't think you need to see them. The first one, while a bad movie, at least was like, was it 90s? Like, 2001, so okay, close. So, oh, so it was effectively bleed over from the 90s, but it, it was in that spirit of bad, over-the-top action 90s movies. And they're at least really doing stunts. Yeah, yeah. And, whereas, and, and then they got to like, I don't know, I guess five, six, and seven were kind of the sweet spot. Yes. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, I would the, say the so. The movies like knew what they were. They knew what they were, and they leaned into the silliness and the action and the ridiculousness, jumping from building to building, all, all the all the shit, and uh, and then it kind of lost its way a tiny bit. I think this one was sort of a return to form because eight was unwatchable. Nine was a bit of a mess. Mm -hmm. This one, I went into this nervous, thinking <laughs> I'm, I, I might have to be done with Fast and Furious. But it pulled together enough threads because I went into this hearing that they were thinking about splitting this into three movies going forward, that it'll be a three-part ender. And I, went, I have no idea how the fuck they're going to do that. And then by the ending credits, I went, <laughs> I'm ready for I'm two ready, more. I'm ready for it. Give me more Jason Momoa. The the the, uh, the ending is a bit of a cliffhanger. We're not going to we talk yes. about it too much, but they definitely um, don't wrap things up very neatly. In fact, N I was saying no. more is left un unsolved than solved. The most cl every single time I've left a Fast and Furious movie, I have not. Uh, cared to know what's going to happen next. I've not even been able to anticipate. It doesn't matter. You watch that thing and then they'll figure something else out. Did you stick around for the mid-credits? Yes, I did. Okay, that's exciting. But this is the first time that they've designed it that way where you go, oh, I have some idea of what'll happen right. next. Well, I'm, I'm interested. Go. Sure. Normally it's just, okay, we <laughs> blew up this yeah. or outran a plane and you go, okay, I, they yeah. could be done right now. A bonus scene, effectively. Yeah. Um, okay, you mentioned Jason Momoa because for me, Momoa is worth a full star to this movie. I think so too. I, I did not agree with the listener who said he was doing too much. I thought he, without him, this movie is maybe more than one star worse. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot more ordinary without him. Yeah, and he, I thought he this brings one, something that is just sorely lacking. You know what I mean in the series, yeah, where the entire time, which is making fun of itself, because I thought yeah. this was the most uh, aware one that they've ever made possibly. It seemed like a mm. lot of it, they were aware of how absurd something was, just in how Jason Momoa would interact with people. Right. It seemed like they knew what was happening was absurd. So it seemed like they at least were partially in on the joke, whereas in the past, part of what's delightful right. is they're so serious about driving You're a right. car through the Burj Khalifa. And you go, well, what? Yeah, at this point, I think only, okay, I'm going to think about it, but only Vin Diesel 
and Michelle Rodriguez are like playing it straight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone else is kind of, we know what we're doing here. A- after the, the, From- it, the intro action scene, and it's, the, you know, return to family. And that, I found that 10 minutes to be violently unwatchable. <laughs> it was. Violently I, and that I, it caused pain within you or that you wanted to cause pain I wanted, externally? I wanted to leave my body. I, I was just thinking of Anderson uh, watching me watch this movie and losing respect for me because it was just them two acting with each other. Michelle Rodriguez and Vin Diesel just sharing this like love scene and oh, we want to be parents was just the most yeah, painful they were, thing. They were trying to play in love and it was, and it it was just, hard. It was just tough to watch. Horrendous. But then a real actor enters the scene, Charlie's there, and, and you go, oh, there's real actors in this. Thank God. But doesn't that make it even worse? Like, when somebody's kind of heavy and then like somebody morbidly obese comes in, it's like, oh, they're not heavy at all. Like, you know what I mean? That's kind of a negative. But, but it helps because then swiftly they never put those two like j- just on screen on their own again. So yeah. usually one of them is being buoyed by a very good actor. They went to great lengths to separate them. Yeah. yeah. Which really helps it's it. Like the go. key master and the gatekeeper. Yeah. I, I, I'm almost embarrassed at how delighted I was by this movie. I, I was open I was open mouth laughing throughout most of this. So Momoa, like we said, is worth a full star by himself. He was kind of a throwback to like the James Bond villains of like uh, uh, the Roger Moore era, you know, over yeah. the top and silly. With but a also, little Javier Bardem from yeah. Skyfall. If he was a little more Suicide Squad-y almost. Yeah. He w- Anderson, Momoa was doing kind of like a... Well, I saw uh, the trailer. Yeah, but did, but did I don't know I don't, if he shines through in the trailer. I don't think he does at all. He just seems like big, tough Jason Momoa. And once he gets into the movie, he's playing a flamboyant, almost swishy version of like a tough. You know, he's menacing, but he's also very. Um, how would you describe? It felt very Suicide Squad to me in terms of the humor was, and how flamboyant yeah, he was, and actually, just uh, sorry, um, almost um, like a male Harley Quinn in some sense. Yes, I hundred percent right because I thought about you and McGregor from Birds of Prey. Yeah, almost effeminate. You know what I mean? Yeah, but also menacing at the same time. And and would go in and out of it. Yeah. Part of he'd be fucking with you, and then he would be scary. Yeah, I I enjoyed Momoa's uh, performance. Completely. I mean, you go back to Kindergarten Cop, and like that was done by uh, Alabama, like uh, Tice. Remember, like uh, I'm trying to get a manicure. Like he was like oh, right. the the bad guy in that. He, he was the guy that played Buddy Ravel. Right, he was kind of erudite. Yeah, what is that? Yeah. Uh, but the manscaping that yeah. like, that goes on, and like there's a uh, metrosexual, metrosexual, oh, that nice. kind of thing was happening. Yes, very very much. So he's got painted nails. He's got hair ties and scrunchies and. Yep. Uh, yeah, He's jewelry. Even like kind and, of like swishing at one point. Yes. You get the sense of, that it was written that way or he kind of created it and just. I got the sense given. he, I don't know. I didn't, I, think, I thought maybe he. I think a little of both. An interesting take on the character. So it works for you guys and you like this. Yes. Yeah, I enjoy it. Because I mean, our listener, I said that it was, it was horrible. Well, the first one said he thought he wanted Oppenheimer. No, no, but I, about Momoa specifically. Oh yeah. I fully disagree with that. Okay. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I think it he was uh, I think it was the best be- part. It was being in this movie because it wouldn't work in Mission Impossible. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, me wildly no, distracted. None of this would work in Mission yeah. Impossible. I do Very feel, a little of this. It did feel more like it was a return to the roots. I, I enjoyed the cast. I enjoyed the action scenes. And I do think they lived up to, because my whole thing was, where are they going to go after they drove a car into space? Right. And I feel like they managed to find a way to sort of reboot. Yeah, make it palatable. Okay, so- yeah. 
Brian, I know you just like, you're like this is gonna be an enjoyable popcorn movie. I'm all in. Let's let's go. It'll, no, it'll no, knock I wasn't out an assignment. I was, well, I was no, you're, you were not upset by having to see this for the show. You you walked in. <laughs> yeah, you, you see what I'm saying. No. You weren't like oh, Far from like it. the way I would. It's not that I. I just I I'm exhausted by the ends of movies like this, right? And I just feel like I could probably now this is not a great week for this to happen because I it was a very like, you love to say short week, but it really was a sh- very short yeah, week. Was. Somebody like who was kind of like a, a titan in my life uh, died last month, and his memorial was this oh, weekend. So I was gone all sorry. weekend. So it was really a short week. It was hard to see movies. And I, this would not have helped. Normally, what I would do with this two hour and twenty one minute. Uh, just abomination, which I'm assuming it is. I would I would spend I would watch a a, a harder to find like forgotten movie or something and try and shine a light on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of. But I'm not able to do that this week, so I apologize. But I will be doing that as I ban movies uh, moving forward. I can tell you with <laughs> with 100 sincerity, it's not abomination. It's a three star movie. It's wait for it, fun. Uh-huh. Very high on the fun scale. Okay, so I want to ask this guy over okay. here though, yes. Avery, what? makes you like now is it like i can't believe people take this seriously so that's what makes it funny is it funny no, that no, it no, exists guys. jason momoa was out and out no there's funny. people out there that take this whole franchise various and will want to fight you they're definitely talk are. Shit about they're it. definitely right, right. they're definitely all right i i think there's I've, people listening right now who want to like punch well, I me think right I've in the said this before on the program i saw fast i think it was fast five uh, saw it opening weekend in Fresno, California, mm-hmm. and it's the closest I'll come to seeing Star Wars opening weekend in the seventies. Yeah, <laughs> it felt like there was a, like an hour long line to get in because this is before reserved seating, and people were just in the theater watching this like it was gospel. Yeah, like it was the final installment of Lord of the Rings. Very dangerous. Was, very dangerous parking lot very, oh, yeah. on the way out. Yeah, very just donuts. Yeah, linger in the lobby for a while. Ghost riding. It, it was like it was like watching a, a Pentecostal church where yeah. speaking in tongues <laughs> and fucking. So no, people do take it seriously, but I, I like it because it it it's one of the few dumb franchises where I can. I can turn off my brain and find joy. It's what I imagine Brian gets out of Transformers. No, no, no. I was, no, just, no. I was just about to on. say, it's, it's, <laughs> how dare you. It's, what, it's what I wish Transformers was, was a little more self-aware, a little smarter, a little sillier. And in, instead, Transformers is just like a mess that's hard to follow. Whereas the Fast and the Furious movies, the good ones, when they know what they're doing, like are... Are, are that, you know what I mean? The best example, they're like really good taffy. You know, they're the best it's, example yeah. of candy. It's just no, no calories yeah. whatsoever. Okay. So the action I'm hearing, you know, was good, I guess, it's, like the over the top and crazy. What? Yeah, it was the comedy. It was, how was the comedy? Like, would I at least get a few chuckles? I out think of it? you would you think legitimately like Jason Momoa because his whole thing, the entire time, he is shitting on every character in the movie and what is going on. He's mm-hmm. shitting on how macho they're trying to be, or just how it's all about family, and that's his whole character is basically going, "This is fucking lame, yeah. and you guys are pathetic." Yeah, and he's calling is out a lot of ridiculous behavior. Oh, so like he and would la- be speaking directly to people. He's the he's yes. the Greek chorus. Yeah, laughing when characters die or get injured or lose something. I might have made a huge mistake. Because <laughs> he is, yeah, he's very much so just laughing at uh, their misfortune. He's a very self-aware villain. Okay. All right. He was the most enjoyable part, far and that, away. That, that does not me. come through in the trailer at all. It comes through like, here, no, comes, I was surprised. here comes another badass. And that's what I was worried about because, uh, you know me, I avoid trailers yeah. at all costs. I thought he was just going to be this gruff, all right, yeah, it's Jason Momoa, Cal Drogo's going to come out and be gruff and he'll 
All right, cool. Pull out some giant knife and cut some people. Yeah, and here race comes Aquaman, and, giant, yeah. you know, muscle bound, whatever. And so it's, it's, I mean, it's I, not that. I know I'm being insulting, especially <laughs> to like the three people who actually do love this and take it seriously. Uh, I think there's probably three of three yeah. guys listening right now. Hopefully, you're not in the same place because when you guys get together, it's danger. It's dangerous. Yeah. It's very dangerous when you guys. So there's a black hole of intelligence. Storm in the Capitol again. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> starts pulling in objects with a lack of. <laughs> but I, it's almost like one of those things like The Simpsons where they get like a couple different types of writers in the room. Like, all right, you're going to write for like really small children yes. and let them laugh. See, I'm being very insulting. I understand. You really are. And then, and then over here, like you're going to write for this other like segment of the audience that might have been dragged there by their friends or they think they should be seeing it. Or There was something in God, there for everybody. I, I it, it's certainly, it's not... To no one. The and last thing it is, is boring. I was not bored with this movie for a second, with the exception of the uh, abortion, which was the first 10 minutes. Okay. Beyond that, I was tremendously... I with action movies easily, as you know. So I just, I didn't want to... They ju- they kept it going. All right. I will say, I, I caught myself on the verge of getting dusty at one point. <laughs> I can't remember what it was specifically. Mm-hmm. It was right. something... There was actual dust in the theater. It was something... Painfully stupid, and I caught myself and just in my brain went, "No, I'm not letting you have this one." Do you know where the dust came from? Like where that did this, where that may have been coined? No, I just saw a movie from 1943, I think, and she actually says like, "There's some dust in here." I can. She's yeah, like, it's, it's how like you know, people would try and write off not. Crying. But it was dust a lot, yeah. and they'd say that like way back. Okay. Interesting. You almost cried. Okay, that's yeah. good. And I had to shut it down. There's so went, many reasons no, why no. I wanted to fire you this week for for <laughs> numerous. I mean, you're not, you're only going to be here for like half of this show. You're not going to be here for the next show. I'll uh, be here for the show. Not not the the next. Not not the one that we're but not doing. The, no, yeah. not for the bar. You're leaving season. early tonight. I should say. Yeah, you forgot all your equipment. But I think almost crying at Fast X might be the most egregious of all of you of your shortcomings this week. Almost it. Yeah. Almost it. The theater enjoyed it. The people yeah. enjoyed it. Well, I would imagine it's opening weekend. You know, it's very few people who are not gung ho about this movie are showing so, up opening weekend. I don't think if you're not already into Fast and Furious, I don't think this is the one you need to jump in on. This isn't the one that's going to sell you on it. But if you are somebody who has liked movies in the franchise and you maybe weren't sold on eight or nine, I think this is definitely worth seeing and jumping back in. Yeah, th- this is a uh, this. Th- you know, it's funny because it's so steeped. Like they they do. The, uh, what's this fuck? Paul Walker's in this movie. Right, like he's in yeah. a few early scenes. Uh, I didn't look into the technology, but he's in there. Um, so it does rely heavily on backstory, but at the same time, I don't see anyone because anyone couldn't just jump in and enjoy this. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it more than I should have. I've seen one, and I've seen parts of seven, and I I'm good. Well, those are good ones to see. Yeah, one, <laughs> those are, one was good. Yeah, I enjoyed good. one. Mm. No, I, I just he was also it. like ten when it came out. I think. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I've seen it recently again, though. It's got ah, good stunts in it. Avery. It's the only one that's actually about street racing. Yeah, I mean, it all started in a Before kind of a real place, shark. but yeah. that made it even more cringy, I think. At least now they're pretending, right? You don't like shirtless dudes fighting about tuna sandwiches? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just can't take the machismo, especially when it's like done with like real earnest. Like <laughs> That's why this this one is much better. with it. Any machismo like this is, com- is cut, swiftly cut, lampooned yeah. and, and made fun it's of. It's lampshaded. Earnest yeah. machismo is just one of the, <laughs> my least favorite things, so, too. So that I, like I that do think, yeah, that I do enjoy, ironically, in the previous ones, where there is much more of... You're my brother, and do uh, the, the forearm yeah. grabbing, and that—that that I do. That it's does funny because like no one delight me. It's as though Vin Diesel didn't read the whole script, and no one told him what the movie was because he's yeah. still playing 
the same Dom Toretto, but everyone around him. Well, they switched directors midway through yeah, filming yeah. is what I was hearing. So, and the the new guy who stepped in was they called him two days later. He's on set and he's writing in pages, like he's working on the script that as happens, they're I going. Think more often than a, than a lot of people know. But it was miraculous to me that it was as knowing now that it was as coherent as it was right. and that they pulled all these threads together. We probably should mention that, that the, yes, like Avery said, they changed directors halfway through just and Lindley just like walked away. Or I thought he was maybe fired by Vin Diesel. I don't know. Uh, I think Vin would like to have you believe that, but I think the director was like, fuck this, this is not, this is not worth my time. Yeah. Anyway, either well, way. Well, where the, would you draw that conclusion? Okay, stuff I've he's, read. He's, he's you, an insider. You know You're reading working, articles Giovanni's about this? He's working on an email right now. Why? No, he's not a fast exit. Why are you reading articles about this movie? Right. Uh, the, the, the production was interesting. The, the director was... was uh, Fired. D- departed halfway through. And... Quit. and I was expecting a mess. I was expecting yeah. oh, this is this will be uh, on the level Eight, of like, honestly just incoherent. Yeah, exactly. And like it what wasn't Bohemian that. Rhapsody was, exactly it sounded like it was going to, to be. Say. Yeah, That's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah, it wasn't that. It was a competent popcorn f- fun movie. Yeah, honestly, one of the better Fast and Furiouses, I would say. I would say it's in the top 50%. It's one of the better Fast and Furiouses. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Fast and Furiouses. That's plural. Yeah, I, like octopus. Is it? it how do you say octopus, plural? I was told octopi. No, it's not. Oh, it's not? It's octopuses. Oh. Yeah. I learned that oh. on last week tonight, though, so I mean, don't give me credit. I, just, I learned that on. But a lot of smart people, myself included, or people who think they're trying to be smart, will, will say octopus or octo- octopi. You're That's wrong. That's what I thought it was. Unless, uh, unless John Oliver is playing a trick on all those. Did we uh, did not fact check sway it. you in any way to see this movie? Oh, no, no, no. no not not even a little bit. Would you dip in briefly if it's on streaming just to see Jason Momoa? Just, just, just. Spot I'm kind of curious it. to see like what just his, to spot check it. I would like to see like maybe a fun scene where he like really like, nails it and chooses scenery. Sure, but there was Excuse a very us. morbid scene in the middle that I was surprised by that they went there with the with the weekend Bernie situation. Yes, that yeah. was surprise. It worked for me, but that was surprising that they were willing to well, go there. I was initially confused. I was like, wait, is he? Well, you're always this? confused. I am, <laughs> but especially here because it was so out of place for these type of movies. Yeah. I was like. Is that what I think it is? I'm like, oh, yes, it is. And it was, it worked, but I went, wow, that's that's pretty dark for the, this, this franchise. So there's a, a, a strange tone shift in the movie. No, actually, the no, tone it works was with consistent. the tone. Hmm. It was just, it was, it was um, silly but horrifying. Yeah, if that makes sense. I wish that there was more hours in the day. Mm. I wish that uh, the, the one thing that I think I would get out of this movie is just going because for, for it to be an event and, and being in the theater with a bunch of yes. people. But at the same time, I think I'd be very uncomfortable and ups, upset with people enjoying themselves so much because I am a bit of a misanthrope at times. And yes. uh, like I said, guys, I'm sorry. I will add value. I will I will displace my my ignoring of movies like this, at least this year. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how much abuse I take from the listenership for avoiding movies like this. But I made a declaration, and I think I picked six like remakes, reboots, prequels, or just you know source material that I'm going to actually see this year. <laughs> this one does not need to be on the list. Because I don't want to be part of the problem. And I feel like I'm still standing by and being part of the problem as we spend the first 25 minutes of the show talking about what must this. be commented on oh of course yeah yeah but i mean it's in the zeitgeist it's being talked about a lot <laughs> there's a lot to talk there's All right. a lot to dissect here do you want to move on to the uh, to, not uh, really uh, let's take a quick break <laughs> take a quick break we'll come back and talk about um two movies that i deem worthy to see all right the prince is uh deemed these worthy the so royal we'll, prince please the royal prince yeah. so we'll talk about that after this 
For the fourth year in a row, Don is partnering with iHeartRadio for Can't Cancel Pride, a campaign that has raised over $11 million for the LGBTQ plus community. Don continuously strives to celebrate visibility and inclusivity for all, and that means supporting amazing organizations like Centerlink, providing safe spaces where over 52,000 community members go each week to receive critical and life-saving services. Don is there for your home, or your home away from home. So visit can'tcancelpride.com to learn more. All right, we're back. Anderson, what do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about Still, a Michael J. Fox movie, or A Girl Walks Home Alone at let's, Night? Let's talk A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Let's get this one uh, in the middle of the program here. And uh, I can, I can, because I'm really, I am anticipating. I, I, I'm wondering how you took this movie. So oh. why, don't you, why don't you take it away? A girl walk. Well, tell us the assigner first, uh, Matt. Uh, Matt Rickster, and just and I talked to Matt today. I, Matt and I have talked uh, a number of times over the years. He's been Matt. Supporting. I'm sorry if I may interrupt. I'm sorry. I don't mean to disrespect you by forgetting your name, Avery. One of his many fuck ups this week is not putting the name on your notes. Still, the worst is almost crying at Fast X. That is true. <laughs> And not maybe it is the worst, but uh, I Matt, still blame Fast X for my mental lapse this week. I Matt, might not be the same ever again. I think this is the sixth movie Matt has assigned us. He also assigned us RKO 281, which, right. if you recall, we we both really enjoyed that Indo- one. Indeed, uh, Mickey and Nikki. Even though it looks like it's spelled is, Mikey and Nikki, is but, that the one on the train? No, no, um, no. It's Falk. Remember? Oh yeah, but it's uh, sorry, you're right. Suspiria, yes, yes, the yes. remake of Suspiria, which yes. I would have banned this year because it's a remake or a reboot. Uh, he, he assigned us that one, as well as Dark Passage, which was the uh, Bogart McCall movie. It was right. the last movie he assigned us, and now uh, he assigned us A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. I also let uh, Matt know that I would be doing full disclosure. There's a uh, another supporter of the program, Nick Eats Cake. Many of us have heard his name. He, he's a supporter and a contributor to the program, and he assigned us. A girl walks home alone at night a while ago, oh. but there's a lot of back and forth. Things got confused. I'm the guy who like, keeps track of all this stuff, and uh, something got lost in translation, and I thought that he had changed that uh, pick. So this is one of Nick Eats Cake's favorite movies of all time, so oh. he won't, uh, he's like, I don't need credit. It's it's Matt's pick, but he was very disappointed and sad. So, oh. I, But it's Matt's pick, and I got to talk to Matt about it for a while earlier today, so why don't you take it away? It's a very particular type of movie. Indeed it is. A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night is a 2014 film directed by Anna Lily Amarpour. Uh, 96% of Rotten Tomatoes. You can rent this across multiple platforms. Uh, this is... You can watch it on Hoopla as well if you have Hoopla. Oh, and right? I think Canopy as well. The, uh, uh, is this... Uh, this is Iranian, right? It's an Iranian-made okay, film, yes. Well, she's an Iranian... Right, but it's spoken uh, in Iranian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. American subtitles. English subtitles. American. That's right. Um... Where do I start with this movie? It's in black and white. Yeah. Honestly, the black and white at first I found eerie because this is a vampire movie. Mm-hmm. It's a movie about a vampire who uh, terrorizes so, certain individuals. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess there's no getting around it, but I didn't know it was about a vampire. I when I either. first hearing, I start, started hearing like in probably 2014, 2015, like, oh, you haven't seen A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night? As you imagine, I got a bunch of emails and uh, friends who love movies, and I've been told to watch this movie since it came out, and here we are, we're finally watching it. Now, all those, all these years later, I, I still have not even read the log line on IMDb DB, which says it explicitly that she's a vampire. The fact that I didn't know that got a jump scare out of me when watching her first expose her teeth, and mm. I was not prepared. And I don't know if it got you, but it got me. So I jumped. I legitimately jumped on my which on my couch, which is rare. Uh, the movie's black and white, like Brian says. It takes place in some place called Bad City, which is right. supposed to be a small ghost town in Iran, and it's very, very limited uh, characters, limited. 
um, extras, unless they're dead bodies, which is one shot, which was phenomenal. Uh, and it's all about tone. And I use the, the term tone poem sparingly because I usually avoid movies that are tone poems. Ghost, a ghost story is the best example I can think of of a, of a tone poem. And it absolutely worked for me. Most of the time, tone poem movies, they just don't. Bumblebee probably is a good example. No, not a tone poem at all. No, I feel, I feel like you need to I just threw it out there. Re revisit no, the uh, I don't know definition. What it is. I don't know what that tone poem is all about uh, vibe and sound and vibe essentially, right? And mood and um, they get they get away with a whole a lot of tone poem movies. It's real steel. No, no, no. It's okay. very different than okay. that. They get away with a lot of just like long takes of characters doing very little and we're supposed to be like accessing their like inner thoughts, but we don't actually hear any inner thoughts. I want information. You know, I can Sure. I can, uh, you know, dream about what I, I don't need the tone poem the tone poem it's indie porn as well which is a term True. that gets my buddy uh, eric holmes loves to talk about indie porn over on cinematic cinema dicks but this was all those things but it, but it really worked for me i really really enjoyed this one well i'm gonna agree with everything you said but i'm gonna give this movie even more credit okay great more than being a tone poem which it is um the cinematography is fantastic. It is really, it really inventive. It's black and white. It looks fantastic. Initially, I was like, oh, the black and white adds to the eeriness and the creepiness. And I get, you know, there's, there is a lot of walking home alone at night, being followed, whatever. And it's all eerie and off-putting. But the cinematography is quite beautiful. I, I, most home poem movies, I'm bored. I'm like looking at my watch going, okay, I know they want me to be thinking something here. I'm trying to think something, but I'm not, maybe I'm just too obtuse. I'm not, I'm not accessing this movie. This one, I was into it. The soundscape helps you get there. I should also say that it's kind of set loosely in the mid nineties, as far as I could tell, as far as the TVs that were represented, oh, that's interesting. Uh, the flip phones yeah. and the music choices. And there's some great music choices. There is the camera is locked down where the characters are just kind of moving around in that space, but it's done. I hope I'm not scaring anyone. We're not scaring people away with this because it's done in a way that's very effective. She is. also is directing music videos, which you could see. I'm sure she's directing commercials. Uh, she's done some other features that haven't done played as well as this one. Uh, Early on, you realize that it's not the movie you might think it is going in knowing that it's an Iranian film because the, one of the first characters you see uh, is a drug dealer mm. who there's no denying the fact that he was modeled after Ninja from D Antwerp. There's well, just has, no denying. He has a big S-E-X tattooed on his neck, so mm -hmm. you know what this guy's all about. His mustache is goddamn sweet. Uh, I love that dude's vibe, and, and uh, I don't know if there are men walking around that look like him in Iran. I know Iran used to have a whole different There are in Fast X, I'll tell you that. And <laughs> Fast X takes place in Iran? No, but no. there's dudes who, who, who all right, fit well, that description. I feel like Fast X got its, got its, got its place. <laughs> I think we didn't talk about it some more. I, I had some you, more questions. Your interest though, during, the, during the break, I had some more questions about Fast X, but they've waned. I think your interest has peaked. What else did I want to say about this? A lot of fingers and mouths. Yes, there are. Um, That's just an observation. <laughs> there are fingers and mouths, and you have not seen bone, uh, Bones and All, no. which came out last year, and then uh, also you can't watch this one without thinking a little about uh, Let the Right One In. Sure. Uh, it's... Because she befriends our main character. I like this movie quite a bit. Almost love this movie. It's a solid like four and a it's half kind star of a movie. movie. It is a bit of a revenge movie. There's a lot of things that I just have such an appreciation for with this movie that, that just wouldn't work. You don't, wouldn't think they would work. There's a scene where she's standing on a, on a skateboard yep. against a wall, and it's a good well, like 60 to 90 second clip. It's like, what am I looking at here? But you're loving looking at it. The Amazon description says, I think it starts with like, a town is 
whatever, uh, besieged by a skateboarding vampire. I'm like, I don't want to see this fucking movie. <laughs> no, that makes that sense. That is not awesome. accurate. That is not what this it's movie is about. It's much more accurate than what I thought it was going to be about. Because I yeah, really but, knew nothing about it. But to your point, which I agree with, if you described all the elements of this movie, it would sound bad. Yeah. Like, like if you're like, oh, there's vampires, she skateboards, and it's black and white, and it's an it's an. It Armenian. sounds like indie porn, which yeah. it is, but it sounds like a different kind of indie porn, right? Yeah, I have no interest. And the director, she actually is a skateboarder, so that was actually her skateboarding in those in some of those shots because oh. the uh, the lead actress couldn't couldn't really skate, I guess. Which, but they, you know, where they shot this. Uh, out here, right? Look at him, he's panicked. Oh, <laughs> I know this. Ah. I read this on the Wikipedia. They, they shot it in Taft and Bakersfield. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's bad when you're... Never mind. Huh? I knew where you were going. <laughs> hmm? We need a, a town to stand in for... <laughs> never mind. For Iran? Yeah, there's some desolate fucking sandy wasteland. I... <laughs> I foolishly was watching it thinking, wow, there's some really Western-looking spots in Iran, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, the more I was watching, I'm like, I don't know. And then I was, the, I knew the Buck Owens poster. <laughs> I knew the, even the car, everything is like cool. It's like, like French. <laughs> it's got a real French new wave vibe to it for sure. And uh, I think that the, uh, the director, is, I, I wish that she had some other bangers on her, her IMDb. I do. I am really interested to see some of her other movies that weren't as well received, but I like this one quite a bit. Yeah. It's very well made. And I think that I was talking to Matt earlier today. It seems like the kind of movie. Oh, tell me what did Matt say? You, you, I was talking to him about how you might have hated this like 10 years ago, 12 years ago. But I think that you've kind of learned to appreciate movies like this a little bit more because that's for a while there. Like if they didn't have robots that were killing things, then you were out. Remember? There were almost no (laughs) transforming robots in this film. (laughs) Almost none. It's bereft of robots. Oh, I'm coming off like such a. uh, I got movie snob on this episode more than more than usual, yeah, which is, says a lot. Hey guys, if this is your first episode listening, don't do it. Don't do what? Go, don't listen. Just no, turn no, it off you now. You should continue listening because uh, you you're still going to get some some good tips. Like check out this uh, girl walks home alone at night. It's it's worth the price of admission for most of you, I would think. It's I think pretty, most it, people who like movies, right? Yeah, I enjoyed this. So especially, I mean, it's a self little example. It's it's a black and white. Iranian language film, so that's going to weed out a certain number of people. But if you, that sounds appealing to you, but you you're know what, in. Where our, our service comes in here, and yes, with the show as a service, is like that sounds like a barrier to entry. We're here to tell you that it's not. Yeah, this is the most accessible Iranian black and white <laughs> film you'll ever see. There's truth in that statement. Um, but did you find yourself pausing it to see if that sound that you were hearing? Throughout the various sounds that you're hearing was coming from like somewhere in your neighborhood no, or from the movie? I, no, because I had headphones on. Okay, because there was some soundscaping here that was really good, Indeed. really and subtle. And I'm like, this is. Kind of reminded me of uh, Irreversible. A little bit. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely some elements of not Irreversible. In the nauseating in way? No, but, but in, the, in the affecting way, just not negatively affecting. Maybe making you a little uneasy, but that was the whole point, Indeed. right? There's a, okay, and then my last thing about this is uh, there's so many different ways to show how drugs make people feel. We've talked about this ad nauseum and how a lot of writers and directors don't know how drugs make right. people feel. And usually what they'll do is they'll use effects that are really cheesy. Make like, the camera go Dutch. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they, they had ecstasy and heroin are represented in this movie. I can't speak to the heroin one, but uh, when there are certain characters on ecstasy, like... They did not do anything crazy with effects. They didn't do anything crazy with the camera operation. They just let the actor, they directed the actor to do things that he might do while on ecstasy. And it 
I feel like it was spot on. It, okay. And I appreciated uh, how they didn't overdo that. If that's important to you, you're in luck. It is important to I just don't like to see like, oh, we're going to do a crazy okay. drug sequence here, Danny Boyle. What? Do you know what had that? Was, uh, Fast X. Definitely had a yeah. stupid, that's very stupid. It's just cringy. And they, it, not, I remember that. You remember the uh, the cameo uh, where the, in the middle of it, one character eats this muffin that's laced with drugs. Oh, that's, that was stupid. It was very, it was very dumb. Oh, that was especially stupid because it went nowhere. Yeah, it went nowhere. It was just there an was excuse a- to get that cameo in there, which also went nowhere. That was extra. Okay, that's the only scene. Back to Fast X. <laughs> that's the only scene where I was like, that was worthless. That the, Neither, They yeah. ended up in the same place they started in. In that scene, yes. you know what I mean. Like it added nothing to the movie other than to jam in an awkward cameo. Yeah, I'm glad you and, a, and a very shitty, uh, poor example of taking drugs, like Anderson was saying. Yeah, it's, where you go, everything turns wobbly and like rainbows. That's not what. What is this? Yeah, no, that scene was because he ate a laced muffin. Anderson, he's great. Oh, what don't eat laced? those muffins. What was it laced with? They didn't even tell you. That's how you know it's bull. It's just generic uh, I mean, drugs. I mean, yeah, he was like, those are special muffins. Yeah, there's drugs in those muffins. J- drugs. Did was there laughter in your sold out theaters? Oh, certainly. Oh, at that there? at that part. Oh, really? Probably. I, I don't know. Say, I don't. I, I only saw it with like seven or eight people. Oh, really? It was a 10 a.m. on a, As Avery pointed out, not, not a, a 10 a.m. <laughs> it's crowd. not a the 10 a.m. Crowd. Cr- uh, crew. It is a weekend uh, afternoon right. or, uh, or at Quit night. Quit time. Yeah, quit and time. The working man. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's uh, yeah, film. We, we both uh, recommend A Girl Walks Home. Yeah, that was a solid night. assignment. Thank you for that. And uh, I'll forever uh, associate it uh, closely with Matt Rixner. <laughs> Sorry, at Nick. the expense of all others. I'm sorry, sorry, Nick. Yes. Uh, okay, moving forward. Moving forward. Yes. There's a film you teased uh, last week, I think. Mm-hmm. Still, a Michael J. Fox movie, 2023 film directed by Davis Guggenheim. Uh, he's the director of uh, Inconvenient Truth, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't write it down, but I did remember that. 99% of Rotten Tomatoes. This is streaming on Apple TV Plus. A little critic proof. Mm-hmm. A little critic proof. Mm-hmm. I agree. Good I luck think, giving this a bad review. I think it's just like viewer proof as well. Like you'd have to be a, kind of an a-hole. <laughs> I mean, I can pick some hits with this movie proof? for sure. I mean, like who's going to watch this movie? Who's going to sit down and watch this movie and get on their phone with their friend and be like, yeah. don't watch that still about M- Michael J. Fox. It's terrible. I'll tell you what a real downer it is. <laughs> that prick, avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> so Anderson, I think you talked about how inventive the filmmaking was and that really was... The movie has two things going for it. Two. Michael J. Well, two two pillars. Michael J. Fox, compelling story, compelling actor, likable guy, all that stuff. Uh, his health journey is really interesting. And then the filmmaking is inventive, to say the least. Like this is, I have not seen too many documentaries like this. Uh, the only one that I can think of is uh, Room Two Thirty Seven, mm. which it's not, and it's not like this. It is not. not sorry, not to this level. So there, Michael J. Fox. Is- no, it's more so. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna argue with you here because Room 237 shows not a single talking head. Oh, uh, you mm-hmm. only see source footage. Okay, okay. You only see what stuff me- from The Shining or from Kubrick's other movies. Fair. What I meant to say was what, what I meant by saying that was Michael J. Fox effectively narrates this film through his audiobook, and a lot of that is illustrated on the screen with clips from his other movies. So the 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 using. And reenactments too, which is interesting. But like this, this manipulation of uh, what you're seeing and what you're hearing really drives the narrative, if there is one. 
I mean, there's a narrative for sure. It's yeah. it's all about him learning about it. It's about, it's about some substance abuse for sure. We get to see where Michael. It's a Michael J. Fox's life. Wait, right? yeah. we see his life. We see where with he came an from. emphasis on what's going on now. Yeah, for sure, what's going on now because that's where the modern day Michael J. Fox, the present day, is, is telling the story. But it goes all the way back to like how he was kind of a not a great student. And he was like the little guy in class, and the the archival footage of, and pictures of of him being the little guy was great. I didn't know that, and then it made sense how he got all of his. Mm. All of his roles because yeah. he was like the most he, mature 14, he's a like 12 year old. Playing, yeah, and 16 or so, whatever it was. That was all great, but then it continued to get to the, uh, you know, lead up to where we all know where it's going, which is diagnosis. And it's, I thought you would really like it too because you wrote a book and you read the yeah. book for the audio book, which is effectively he's doing uh, for this documentary. And like yeah. you said, he, they avoid showing him just reading from his own book by painstakingly I would imagine a team of people went through all every of his movies and took every movie. copious, like, copious notes on like what the scenes yeah. were about oh here's a here's footage of Michael running here's footage of Michael smiling it's kind of similar to like what we used to do with drops and like we'd be listening and we'd be like do we have a drop for that mm. that fits this occasion and finding that clip that fits and I wonder how how many clips they they how many excerpts from his book they chose specifically because they had a yeah. very or how many excerpts they scrapped because they couldn't find they something couldn't, to go with it. Yeah, perhaps. Interesting. So it's, either way, it's 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 uh, it's it's touching. It's but yeah, but I'm inspiring. saying this specifically is unlike any mainstream documentary I've ever seen. Two Room Two Thirty Seven comes the closest, but uh, but but yeah, it's uh, it's inventive. Yeah, uh, I liked it. Uh, do you want to pick some nets? I mean, I don't even know if I need to. Do you think it'll be up for Oscars? I could see that. I can see it, but also no. I can, was Gleason up for anything? Because no. I mean, that's that's one of the that's the gold standard. Mister Rogers was though. Mister Rogers was, but Mister Rogers was like a life changing documentary. Like Mister Rogers was like my favorite movie of uh, those that two year period or something. It was. This is phenomenal. very good. I can't see a scenario. Won't where you be my neighbor, Brian? Was that was Mr. that the Rogers. movie or was that the documentary? It was the documentary. Okay. Oh, I forgot they made a movie. That's right, Tom Hanks. Oh. See, Why now you gotta that? look it up. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Why was that made? For the same reason that like, Fast was made. Like People don't that's, know what they that's want. That's not true. <laughs> I can't think of too much of them. <laughs> also, for the same reason they made a live-action Little Mermaid. Yeah, Won't You Be My Neighbor is the documentary. Okay. This later. was this was very Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. I think was the uh, movie. This is uh, is very good. I don't see a scenario where this makes my top five at the end of the year. Yeah. Well, okay. So what what are the problems with it? I mean, it's very inventive. It's a touching story. It's a remarkable access to the actor himself. I don't know. What do you want? What nits do you want to pick? I mean, it's it's not Gleason. No, you're sometimes a movie can only be so good, right? Like this is, this probably tops out on how good it can be. Like this is not going to be Gleason. This is not going to be a, a, fan, a five-star documentary. It's good. It's very good. And this probably as good as it can be. It's a, it's a heartbreaking crowd pleaser. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. One of my, one of the most distracting things about it, and I guess I'm going to be picking nets here and I, I'm sitting across from you. Do you think that he, do you think he had a, like a, somebody writing that with him? Meaning what? The words didn't feel authentically Michael J. Fox to me. They felt extra flowery from his book. Are you talking about from the interview or from, from the From the reading? book when he's reading it. And it that just... Maybe. 
It's possible. A lot of right, a lot of uh, you know, a celebrity actor or whatever do. And there was like there was spots where it felt like there was almost pauses for laughter because it was supposed to be so funny, but I just didn't find it particularly humorous. And I was like, was I think that a lot points. of people think that Michael J. Fox is like they just they laugh at everything he says. You know what I mean? I get I got that little that sense where it's like everyone's laughing at everything he says, and some of that made it into the documentary, and it just kind of made me uncomfortable. He's also funny and self-deprecating, so I mean he is. I don't know. I, fi- I, I find him charming, as does the world. You see him on Curb? No, oh, that's great. Oh, but I so saw the good. clip, yeah. So good. Yeah, he's in the, Do you yeah, shake this up? <laughs> Parkinson's. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I, I, I think that most everyone you, you watch this with or if you watch this, you're going to really enjoy it. It's just some of that flowery... Com- um, I could see that being was, ghost-ridden or co-ridden, for sure. It kind of stood out, and I, did, I didn't love it. I didn't love it. But his interview... I watched this one with the wife, too, and, you know... We were kind of like saying, it might, be, it might be a bit much there. Mm. It was bothering the two of us, but you know, maybe we're both misanthropes. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I found a really compelling moment to be when he was, remember him walking on the street with his physical therapist, and the woman says, hi, Mr. Fox, and he turns quickly, and he yes, falls Yes, and he falls. God, I felt bad for that woman. I, I felt so bad how awful she, she would feel Because you know keep walking or come help. Jillian, we're watching it, and she's like, why can't he slow down? Because like her dad's, you know, uh, got some stability issues. And I was thinking about you, too, and like, she and, and Jillian kept saying they just people like that they just need to slow down. They got to, but I'm like, yeah. You know, in fairness to Michael J. Fox, so like he always was kind of like skipping yeah, through life. Yeah. Like exactly. that's just who he is. Like he doesn't slow down. I don't think so. Why should he now? Does or, it make you does it make you happy or sad to know that Christie is constantly telling me to speed up? Makes me laugh. So I guess that's happy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is Tessa telling you to speed up too? So occasionally. Oh, bri bri. Because I'm constantly waiting for Atticus. He's so slow. You gotta swap kids. Oh, hey. 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 Hey, you guys would never get anywhere. You'd still be <laughs> like wherever you were last week. <laughs> we'll be there. We're on our way. All right. That's that. Yeah, I enjoyed still. I, again, some movies are just as good as they are. You yeah. know? Like, it's not like it fell short anyway. It's just, that's the movie. I could see this being up for, for, for best uh, documentary. Really? Uh, I could. I mean, it, it, quality-wise, it's it's probably worthy. You know what? Honestly, it's like it depends on what happens in the world a little bit too. In between now and like say October, like yeah. is some other documentary going to come out that's more applicable to whatever strife is happening? You yeah. know, like so. What if Michael J. Fox died in like next month? Don't put that out there. What's the matter with you? I'm just saying. I'm already picking nits going. He's not as funny as everyone makes them out to be. And he, I don't believe that he wrote his book. Like, wow, what are we doing? That's really mean. <laughs> what the I've, fuck are we doing? Found him for, for the it'd record, be better if he wrote his own book and he was dead. That's what the film for the record, it'd be better I, if he wrote his own like book and he was funnier. <laughs> for the record, I would like him to live. <laughs> if you have not seen this and you watch it, don't let any of that bother you. It's good. There's plenty. I, I do think the most impressive. This sounds. This might be the worst thing that I've said so far. Let's hear it. Not as bad as me crying. The most impressive thing in why why are we doing this? You tell me. And still, a Michael J. Fox movie are the edits that they found that go along with the reading of, from his book. Uh, more, as far as sitting down and watching the movie, you're, I, I was more impressed with that than actually him. No, that's just like obviously in the real world, yes, like him overcoming some of these things and staying at it. But in in real time, while sitting and watching it, I was more moved, I guess, by. <laughs> By the filmmakers being able to put that together. By the craftsmanship <laughs> and the emotion. The craftsmanship than him overcoming some of this stuff mm-hmm. and dealing with it, which I guess is a problem with the movie, not me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I shouldn't be more impressed with the craftsmanship of the movie than I am with his own personal journey. But I was more impressed with <laughs> <Okay>. edits. 
<laughs> and yet here we are. No, it's, yeah, you can't, you can't imagine what that guy's gone through. But when you got Gleason as the gold standard, you can't. All right. Oh, I wish we didn't talk about that movie now. It's a good movie. It, well, it, we're, talk, we're also comparing a little bit of apples to oranges because Gleason is a, is a good comp. Gleason follows Steve Gleason through the toughest times of his life, whereas this is very much looking back, I would imagine. Yeah, on, it's a retrospect. On some very tough times. You know yeah, probably I mean? be different if this is right when he got the diagnosis. Exactly. Yeah. Like the, at this at this point when they made the movie, he's lived with it, he's accepted it, he's embraced it, his family has, like they're all they're all good, right? Like Brian, he doesn't even care anymore. No, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I thought about you a lot, and I think a lot of listeners who who might watch this might think of you as well. Speaking of which, uh, how, how is everything? Everything everything's good. Never Somebody was just telling me about how you uh, let everyone know on the Corolla uh, uh, show about Tessa. Like how you broke the news? You didn't know that? I didn't know that, no. Uh, how would I know that? I don't know. What about Tessa? Like the way that he, like, well, I'll let you say it, because it No, you thing. say it. Evidently, like, he, he, he wanted to make an announcement. What happened somber. was... Go ahead. Uh, when, uh, when we found out we were pregnant, I revealed it on the air of the Corolla show, but in a very somber manner by saying, like, hey, I have some medical news. Um, there, oh, there's a... Uh, Growth. A new growth that we discovered, and um, you know, we've known about it for a while, but uh, been hesitant to tell people. But uh, yeah, it's really caught us by whatever I said. I don't remember yeah, how yeah. I said it, but it let him down a very dark and yeah. mean path. And yeah. they revealed that in fact uh, Christy was pregnant, mm-hmm. and it was a delightful surprise. Everyone, everyone enjoyed. You know, you upset at least a couple of people. <laughs> I upset Gina Grad. Gina Grad, like, no, we were disappointed that, that, that there was a switch. No, like, Gina Grad said like, something to the effect of like, "Oh Jesus Christ!" Like she thought that I was like gonna be dead. No, yeah, we get that. Yeah. I, I'm suggesting that some people were disappointed oh, to, that there was no was left it? turn. Oh, that you were making more bishop. Yes. Oh, they were disappointed by the left turn. They wanted you to keep going down the path. Yes, and off the my cliff. mind didn't go there. <laughs> you know, there's probably—I mean, it's a big audience. At least one or two. I dare I say half a dozen. No, it makes perfect. Just turned it off. Just turned off the pod. It's an audience. And the world got to be a darker place. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. Let's. Uh... I did have some people tell me they never cried harder as when I revealed that it was in fact Tessa. I'm not. Okay. Death crumb. Who so? Who told you that? No, I'm playing your bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you meant I cried with joy and you were being ah, serious again over here. All right, let's go. I need some calories because my mind is adrift. No, no. Let's do this. You haven't been fasting? No, I'm not trying to. I just haven't had time to eat today. Let's go. Wow. I'm going to eat one of your, your Tessa, one of the growth's uh, breakfast the bars. bars. Yeah. bars. <laughs> I'll get you a bar. Well, the growth I'll bars. You, I'll send you up with a bar. You need a bar? I'll get you a bar. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about? Real quick, uh, going back to Blackberry. Uh, one of my favorite movies of the year, and also we talked Such Fools. A sassy man. I think it might be my favorite movie of the year so far, and Fools Paradise. Uh, I forgot to mention that uh, Glenn Howerton is in that. He's got a cameo in there, right? And then I heard my uh, friends over at Cinematics talking about. Like, Eric was talking about how he didn't see him in there, and I didn't He's, bring it up. And it was in my notes. Isn't he heavily made up? Heavily made up. Very very swarthy man. He plays like his uh, his money man manager. his money manager, and he's like, "Well, your money's gone, so I'm no longer your money manager because my job is to manage your money, which you have none of." And it was a, a good little fun cameo. Do we ever mention the character's name? In from the main character from uh, from Blackberry Ball? No, no, from fucking uh, the Fool. Oh, Paris. I don't think we did latte or latte latte pronto. Latte pronto. That's the kind of humor it is all the way through. Yeah, like, they lean on that joke a lot. Somebody yells at him to get him uh, latte Liotta. pronto. Uh, that- that sounds... And then that becomes his name, and, and everyone calls him that. Hilarity and Susie. It was kind of like a... 
What are we doing? Well, now, now, we're, now, every, now we're being mean every, about another movie that we've already done enough. But we like Blackberry. But we talked good stuff. Everything about that Jason Momoa did in Fast X is funnier. <laughs> and what else, what else Eric uh, Holmes, my buddy, brought up was like, we every didn't talk expression. about ambition yeah. once. And amb- that's what Blackberry is all really, because I was talking at the end, like what, we never figured out really what Glenn Howard, Ball Silly's like, character was after. And it's just, I mean, it's simple. It's just ambition. I mean, that's all that, sometimes yeah. that's all it is. Power. He wants power and control. He power wants- and control and ambition. He just kind of sums it up. Right, yeah. money. Yeah, well, money comes with first you get the money, then you get the but money to get to be able to enact power. his yeah. will, and then you get the women. That's a little Tony Montana. It's not bad. Yeah, I think I had that order correct. I don't know. Makes right. sense. I gotta see that movie again. Oh. I can't wait till that's on streaming. I want to uh, spot check that like every week. Well, Blackberry. Yeah, I mean, there's places if you have to. You know what I mean? I follow <laughs> if, you, if you got to dip in. Uh, Congratulations to my buddy Paul Harper. Uh, I I probably said too much and said his full name now. But, uh, <laughs> Congratulations. Where are we going with this? I said it too was much. it was just one of the most. And then we'll and we'll get out of here. I'm going to talk about. It, I'm sure in the after disaster. But uh, congratulations to my buddy uh, Brian Porter, who's uh, who's now a very old man. Uh, but I was at a, at the funeral, which was you know obviously it's some. It's not like this person was my friend, but you know they were like mm. a, a pillar in this community, and I you know, they represent this place that I hold sacred to me, and like everyone knows him who's ever been up there. He's the face of my camp that I've been going to oh, for years. Oh, sorry about that, buddy. So I'm up there, and, and we're doing like a memorial. It's not officially a funeral, a sure. memorial. People are speaking. I'm crying. A celebration of life. A celebration of life. Yes. His good friend who from like seventh grade is talking about this man, uh, you know, who's now, he's now in his sixties. Oh, this is what succession hit you where you lived. Yeah. Some of it is, there is some, some overlap for sure. Even though, the, no, but I, I almost gave something away. Anyways, um, I'm sitting there and, I, and I'm, and I'm crying and you know, I'm. It's dusty. Yeah. It's dusty. It, a lot of us are. And, uh, I'm sitting right behind my, my very good friend, Paul and, uh, couple of his like uh sister-in-law's kids are there and they're crying so like they have to be taken out and like he's married to 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 uh, to uh, I, I lean in and i say uh, hey thank god you don't you don't uh, have a kid because i mean this is ridiculous like your sister-in-law's with like you know your nieces have to be and i'm crying i'm just trying to make a joke right sure. and, that's and then he uh he lets me know that that's not going to be the case for very much oh, longer. No. And it's like, like he told me really early on and it was the strangest thing to be so sad in that moment. And then so smashed in the face with such like a happy news. Yeah. Cause I'm so happy for those two guys. Like I hear about people getting pregnant. When I heard you were pregnant, I'm like, God, oh, Jesus That's Christ. Well, you really? just heard the story. I'm disappointed that that was the, the yeah. turn. But when I found out that this, cause I love it just, I'm, I'm joking with you, obviously, Brian, I but do. when I, it was, it was, I think in that moment in my entire life, I've never been so sad to only be so happy. Like the split second. It was bizarre. Understood. Bizarre. Quite. You got the bends. You got the emotional bends. It was like it was. Yeah. He was calling a whiplash, but it was more like uh, the bends. You're right. All right. Thanks, uh, Matt Rixner, right, for assigning us a girl walks yes. home alone at night. Appreciate that's you. That's right. That's right. That's right. Thanks to light, light out for the territory. Is it lights or light? I'm gonna say light. Printed light. Light, light out for the light. territory. Thank you for them being our featured artists. Check them out at AndersonandBrian.com. AndersonandBrian.com is the website where you go for a whole bunch of stuff, including the Amazon link that you can tap and shop uh, at your leisure for whatever believe, you need. Cost you nothing. I believe it's leisure. I, I, I have it here as leisure. You know what's funny is I was watching the, about that property, the one, That's the right. 105,000 square foot. The guy that created the whole thing, he kept calling it a foyer. No. He's like, you got to walk in. It's don't the like, biggest foyer in the like, world. And I'm like, oh, Brian would be so. He I'm, thinks I'm, anyone that uh, says foyer has no idea what they're talking I'm about. I'm upset right now. Yeah. He knows his stuff. I'm upset by proxy. By proxy, or I think it's Prixie. Oh, shit.
Don't get me started on barbecues. Hey, we're going to spell barbecue BBQ. How many different ways can you spell it? I found like three. Hey, my top five. My number one actually gives the definition of barbecues where it came from the really? origin. Yeah. Oh, I want to hear my one and only clip that I'll be playing. All right. Instagram, Anderson and Brian. TikTok, Anderson and Brian. YouTube, The Film Vault Podcast. Twitter and Facebook, The Film Vault. Thanks, Patreon listeners. Appreciate you uh, subscribing and uh, paying us and assigning us and doing all the good stuff. Giovanni, appreciate your help. Mitch Burns, as always, could do the show without you. Mike Cole and Eric Kath. Thanks for kicking ass over there on YouTube. Check out Anna's Antiques. Lots of, or if you're in the uh, Latrobe area, uh, <laughs> think about uh, taking a trip to uh, <laughs> taking a trip to uh, ship Anderson and Jillian some pirates. Uh, it's just a matter. We have to have a representative pick the thing up, and uh, you know, it's a whole thing. I told her I promised her she's my wife. You do you do crazy things for people you love. All right. Uh, speaking of people you love and, and things you do, thank you to everyone who's been listening to Loaded for Bear. Uh, let's make this movie. Uh, it's been going well. I, I can right. see the numbers. A number of you are listening. I'm getting a lot, a lot of emails and uh, contributions continue to come in. Loadedforbeardoc.com. Thank you very much for that. And uh, yeah, updates are always coming. Uh, more so will be coming. Mike just spent an entire his first full class with me shooting everything. So do you uh, good want, stuff. want to reach out to Dave Damashek for the uh, pirates? No, we might have to reach out to Nick though because I need to get some of his money transferred over so I can pay people because that still hasn't that still hasn't happened he's my guy that's concerning when, yes. when your guy uh, who's ahead of the uh, platform is not uh, making him I warned available you. I warned you but here we go <laughs> in all seriousness thank you very much guys uh, for, for helping and uh, being a part of that uh, loaded for Bear you earned him until next time we do it for Van Gogh